Hey everyone, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast from Business Alabama Magazine. I'm Alec Harvey, Executive Editor of Business Alabama Magazine, and my guest today is Reeves Price, Vice President Festivals for AEG Presents. On this episode, Reeves talks about producing Gulf Shores Hangout Music Fest, how it stays fresh, what's new this year, and some of the acts people can expect at the festival May 19th through 21st. Please join me as I talk to Reeves Price on the Business Alabama podcast. Reeves Price, welcome to the Business Alabama podcast. Thanks for having me. Can we start by you just telling me who you are and where you're from and what you've done kind of leading up to Hangout? Sure. My, uh, you know, my background is that I've been, you know, originally from Maryland, uh, grew up there, ended up in New Orleans for college at Tulane University, started working in music at that point, uh, managing some bands and doing some, uh, you know, promoting some small events. Katrina fell in between uh, my sophomore and junior year at college. And so that kind of provided, well, it, it created a bit of a reset in the music business here. And with that provided an opportunity for some sort of new promoters to kind of start fresh. A lot of the folks that had been doing shows in New Orleans kind of left and and there weren't many uh, promoters bringing, you know, new music to the, to the city. So started bringing some, you know, booking some artists that were my favorites at that time and bringing them to town, able to build some relationships with, with the artists and with the venues. And they were, you know, they were thankful to have some, some new content. And that kind of built into the start of Winter Circle Productions, which was the production company that I started with my business partner, Dante Di Pasquale. We were independent and doing our own thing for probably, I think it's from 2008 until about 2015. In 2015, AEG Presents bought the majority stake of our company. And since then, we've been working uh, for AEG. So that's kind of the, 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 the quick version, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of other, you know, <laughs> wacky stories in, in between, but that's, that's how I ended up uh, where I am. You know, what you do is probably on the short list of things that people always say they want to do. They, you know, I'd love yeah. to be a concert promoter and hang out with all my mu- musician friends. And, and I'm a fan of this band. Is, is that the way you approached it in the beginning or was it a, a real business for you from the very start? For me, it's never been about hanging out with the artists. And generally speaking, I don't hang out with the artists. <laughs> for me, it was always about bringing the artists to the fans and connecting the fans to the artists. It's always been about what's happening, just as much about what's happening on the sort of front of house side of the barricade or with the audience as it is with what's happening on stage. It's creating that connection. Like I said, I'm not the type of person that's kind of invading the band's green room and and snapping pictures with them. You know, I, I don't, I don't post much off, you know, very often on Instagram, but I'm pretty sure there's a total of about one picture of me with an artist on, on there. So for me, it's always been about putting all the pieces together to create a great experience for the artist and the fans alike and, and, you know, creating that magic. 
So part of that magic that you're creating now is in Hangout, and you've been producing for a few years there. Can you tell me how that started, and was that your first glimpse of Hangout, or have you been a fan of Hangout? No. So I have been to pretty much every Hangout, I think, since since the first year. I don't think I've missed one. You know, being based in New Orleans, it's only a three-hour drive. And so when Hangout was first uh, – you know, first came around, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is, this is something new, you know, that's on the beach. And, um, and New Orleans obviously has a great music scene, but I was kind of caught off guard by a festival like this over in Alabama. And I really hadn't spent any time in, in Alabama or, or really on the Gulf coast prior to coming to the festival the first year in 2010. It quickly kind of became something that, you know, was, a sort of kickoff to the festival season for me. Cause I always, you know, my passion for festivals started as an attendee for festival uh, of the festivals. You know, we would do jazz fest here in new Orleans, which I love and which we're, you know, it's about to kind of get going this weekend. And then, you know, the next stop became hangout and I fell in love with the event, fell in love with the, the beach and Gulf shores and kind of the, just the, um, approachable culture of of the gulf coast i didn't meet my wife at at hangout but the first the first time we really ever spent any you know significant amount of time together was at at hangout in i think 20 2012 and so i've watched the show evolve from when it first started to when aeg bought into the festival and i believe which I believe was 2015 to getting involved firsthand in 2019 through the pandemic um, to where we are today. So I, you know, I've, I've either, you know, firsthand or secondhand been, you know, been around the festival or involved in it since it began. And was it a situation Reeves where you would go to the festival and, and head home and say, if I was in charge of this thing, I would do this and this and this, or were you just a total fan at the time or, or a combination of both? I would say it's a, it was a combination of both prior to ever thinking I would be involved in producing major music festivals. I would certainly go to events and say, Oh, it'd be cool if, if they did this or they should change this a little bit. This would make it work a little bit easier. Or why didn't they, uh, you know, do things this way. I've always been, and it was the same way with going to a club or a theater or whatever else. I was always sort of a critical listener, I guess I would say. And that's the same way with, with music. Cause I, I, I tend to be drawn towards improvisational music. And so I like the, the conversational nature of it. I like, I like paying a close attention to the artists on the stage and how they're communicating with each other and how things are, they having a good time? Are they not having a good time? I've always been a very active participant. And so when it came to events and festivals and I guess hangout in particular, I would always be sort of looking for ways to improve it. But I don't think, at least in the early years, I don't think I ever thought I would be in charge of it or really thought I'd have the opportunity to contribute to it in that way. Um, So it's pretty cool. It's full circle. And did that professional relationship really begin with AEG? Is that the the time frame of this? AEG came into your to your life, and so you became the hangout guy. No, because we AEG bought into 
my company in 2015 and we were just doing, we were operating quite a few shows here in New Orleans and in the kind of Gulf Coast region. Um, we have a festival here in New Orleans called Buku Music and Art Project. And that was our main event and our passion. And that was the festival that we that we founded. In 2019, when we started to get involved, it was, you know, I think it was an effort for the company to just create more synergy between the regional office and what we were doing, you know, just down the road and the festival itself, because there's obviously a lot that a festival can do for, well, maybe it's not obvious to, to the average listener, but there's, there, there's, there's advantages to business advantages to having a festival in a region. It allows you to kind of work with artists in a different way. And it makes sense to uh, have that as sort of a cohesive portfolio from a regional strategy perspective or a national strategy perspective. So yeah. it made sense for us being being based in New Orleans, being doing a lot of regular concerts in the area to be involved in the festival. Um, you just mentioned some of the other festivals you've been involved with. What makes Hangout different? I mean, first and foremost, the beach. There's not many festivals that take place literally on the beach where the artist is on the stage deck looking out and there's waves breaking a hundred feet off of, you know, off their, off their right-hand side. I think last year, geez, I can't remember if it was Kevin from Tame Impala or somebody else, you know, they, they came out of their dressing room, they stepped up on stage and they were like, Oh wow. Like this really is on the beach. Like they, you know, they, 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 they I guess they'd kind of come in, you know, right before their set you know, get up on the stage and then it's like, and then you're like, holy, you know, holy cow. We also had, you know, the surf was pretty big that, you know, last year there was, we had a lot of weather we were dealing with. So it was definitely like in a dynamic environment. There was, there was a lot of energy in the air and the water. So I could understand how that would be, uh, that was sort of surprising to him. The, you know, aside from just the fact that it takes place on a beach, which there really aren't that many shows that do, um, because it, it's logistically, it's challenging. Um, it's not the easiest place to put on a concert, let alone a major festival. And a lot of beaches don't lend themselves to it. You just don't have, whether it's the width of the beach to work with or the pitch of the beach, um, you know, access to get trucks and things like that onto the sand, all of that, the time needed, the support from the community. It's, it's, it's a unique mixture of, of ingredients that allow it to be feasible. Other things are there's, you know, the festival itself has really some of the best amenities and the best attendee experience out there. I go to a lot of festivals. I work on more than just the hangout festival. I was in Indio, California last weekend for Coachella. I'm going back there this weekend for the Stagecoach Country Music Festival. We have Jazz Fest here in New Orleans. Um, I'll be in Columbus, Ohio the weekend after hangout for uh, Buckeye Country Superfest. So over the course of 12, you know, this past 12 months, I've probably been to 20 plus music festivals and either worked on them or been, or just attended them to sort of see how they were doing things. Hangout's really unique because you just, there's a lot of attention to detail paid to uh, what the attendee experience is and what the artist experience is. The backstage experience is, is amazing. Our partners on, uh, on the event, the Hangout Hospitality Group, they do an amazing job on the food and beverage side of things. And they're who, uh, f- you know, founded the show and have, have kind of created the expectation that 
you know, this really is a high end experience. It's, it's, it's polished, you know, a lot of, a lot of festivals, I think their approach is like, well, if we can actually pull it off, then that's a success, right? You know, a lot of festivals are kind of chaotic and, and that, and, and kind of uncomfortable and exhausting. And like you, you, you leave and you feel like you need to just, you know, go to bed for three days and you just, you know, feel drained. And that, and that, and that drives a lot of people, especially as folks get older away from music festivals. They're like, Oh, that that's just a, a young, you know, man or woman's game. You know, I can't, can't, don't have it in me anymore. Hangout has done a great job of creating an experience that is comfortable, is accessible, that, that isn't sort of just so taxing on you. Um, and so it's, it's really got something for everybody. And I think that that's pretty unique about it. So the festival is entering, I can't believe I'm even about to say this. It seems so new to me. It's entering its 13th year. Um, yeah. That's got to present some challenges to keeping it fresh. Uh, obviously the lineup you can deal with year to year. Any, any other challenges along those lines? Um, yeah, I mean, you're always looking, you know, year to year, you want to identify the things that worked and work towards perfecting them. You want to identify the things that didn't work well and, and work on fixing them. You want to look at all of the touch points from the attendee experience and say, okay, we've been doing this for a while. People love it. Does, does, let's say it's a particular art piece or a particular experiential element. Some things make sense to just become part of the DNA of the festival, right? And some things make more sense to sort of cycle in and out. You know, I think since the first year, there's been a wedding chapel at the Hangout Festival. Right. That's, you know, where, where people can kind of get married on the spot on the beach. And I don't think it's not, it's not official marriages, but it's fun. And it's, uh, you know, it's, and that's really become part of the DNA of the festival. I don't think that's ever going to go away some of the the beach club experiences along the waterline are definitely become the you know part of the DNA of the festival and and our unique differentiators and those are never going to go away certain things around like you know art installations or site configurations or you know stage placements those things you want to change up a bit and and kind of create a new you want to bring something new to the table each year because you want folks that come every year to be surprised and have something new, new to experience. And then you also want something new for the the new folks to discover each year and say, you know, yeah. Oh, was this here last year? You know, it's, it's a, it's a cyclical thing and some things just sort of find their way and kind of become brick and mortar, if you will, to the event and, and, and some, some kind of come and go. So can you tell me what people can look forward to at this year's festival, both lineup wise and, amenity wise sure in terms of the the talent i'm you know i'm really proud of the lineup we've put together i think it's got something for everybody a, a, you know a, a nice blend of kind of relevant cutting edge stuff and sort of nostalgic stuff i mean the red hot chili peppers are a hangout favorite a perfect headliner for a beach festival sizza is one of if not the hottest artist on the planet right now her album that she released earlier this year or late last year was number one for I think 10 weeks and she's just got a beautiful beautiful voice and kind of R&B sound to her Calvin Harris is one of the best pop 
producers of the last decade and he just has hits that you know big radio hits and big kind of collaborations with with pop artists that everybody knows everybody has heard and i think hearing those songs on the beach you'll 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 look around and see see everybody around you kind of singing along paramore is is definitely a great high energy kind of pop punk rock band that is on a huge tour right now and everybody's excited about and then you know when you go down the poster a bit you know you've got an artist like skrillex who's kind of an who's an edm sort of god if you will who just released his first record and I don't know how many years um, and people are really excited. He just headlined Coachella uh, well, along with Calvin Harris, um, but he kind of got bumped into the the Sunday Coachella closing slot after uh, Frank Ocean dropped out on the, after the first weekend, you've got acts like, like Noah Kahan, who's kind of an Americana leaning guy, singer songwriter that people are really excited about. Um, And rainbow kitten surprise is another kind of one of those, one of those acts. Um, there's just something, you know, a little something for everybody. I think I'm certainly excited about the headliners. I'm just as excited about the undercard, some of those daytime sets that are always just so great. In terms of the experience, we're taking some, we're going to have all of the sort of, you know, fan favorites in terms of the VIP experience with like the pools and the sod around them and, you know, being able to watch the the, the main stage from, you know, with your, your kind of, your toes sort of hanging in, in the water. All of the the beach club activations I mentioned before, the wedding chapel, of course, and then we're we're kind of reinventing some of the other um, experiences on site. Like camp hangout is going to be totally redone this year, which is a cool kind of summer camp themed area where you can kind of cook s'mores and slip and slides and sort of activities like that. And then, you know, revamping some of the uh, some of the art installations and kind of eye candy, if you will, on site. We've also introduced some new offerings this year in terms of, well, we started last year with a new program called GA Plus, which is basically a sort of more affordable VIP program that offers some of the amenities at VI, of VIP without the price tag. New for this year, we offered um, what we call the Hangout Beach Vacations. So this is an all-inclusive ticket that includes your lodging. It includes um, a shuttle pass if the lodging offering is, you know, not walking distance and your ticket. Um, so it's kind of a one, you know, one-stop shop, if you will. Those are the kind of main things that I'm um, that uh, you know I think are, are new to this year and that I'm excited about. So can you enjoy the festival at all? Can you talk about some of your favorite moments over the years? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I do, I make sure to enjoy the festival. You know, it's important to get out there and see, experience the show, you know, from the perspective of the attendees. So I I do get to enjoy the festival partly has to do with, you know, what kind of, things we're dealing with, uh, you know, outside of our control and whether we're needing to make adjustments or make decisions um, relating to, you know, relating to how the event's operating. But the the moments that I remember the most are uh, a lot of the sunset performances, which always just provides a great setting and uh, a kind of great vibe. Rufus de Soul during sunset quite a few years ago has always stuck with me. The Chili Peppers headlining performance from quite a few years ago has always stuck with me. Q 
Kane Brown's performance last year on the surf stage stuck with me. That was one of the first times we've had a, you know, a country artist play the show in recent years. Um, and then just prior to being involved with the festival formally, I just have great memories of, you know, just experiencing the show as a fan and, and being on the beach and kind of finding our spot for the headliner performances and, you know, kind of digging out your, your kind of seating area from the sand and, and, uh, and sharing those memories with friends and, uh, and family. Again, something you can only do at Hangout. Absolutely. So Reeves, if people want to go to Hangout, can they still get their tickets? Yes, they can. Um, we still have some tickets available. They typically do sell out before the show, though. Um, but if you go to hangoutmusicfest.com, it's got all the information right there. We've got, you know, general admission tickets, VIP tickets, and um, and it's uh, not too late. I like to end these podcasts with a section of questions called Business Casual, and I'm going to lead off. It's it's about what you're listening to and what you're watching, and I'll lead off with the obvious for you. What what music are you listening to these days? So I've got a really eclectic taste. Listen to everything from country to 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 techno music and everything in between. Um, I you know we have quite a few artists on the festival lineup that that have released records uh, recently. Uh, the Chili Peppers have. Uh, they've got a couple of great songs on there. Uh, SZA's new record, which everybody loves, is uh, is awesome. And Skrillex's new record is is really great. I've got some Americana leaning stuff that I really love with this group called Red Clay Strays, a singer songwriter guy named Fruit Bats. There's a Texas country band called Wilder Blue that I'm a big fan of. And then on the sort of more progressive side of things, uh, there's a dance music producer named LP Giobi. She played the festival last year, actually, I think at the, the Hangout Beach Club. There's a there's a German group called Tale of Us, which I'm a big fan of, that makes uh, some pretty awesome electronic music. And then one of my, you know, longtime favorites, uh, a jam band called the Disco Biscuits is always in uh, regular rotation for me. So a little bit of something, a little bit of everything. Uh, Got to change it up. Uh, what about podcasts? Are you Are you a podcast listener? I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but my my favorite is uh this one called Disgraceland. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically it's uh you know it's it's like rock and roll horror stories is kind of what it is. Um I got hooked after I heard, you know, listened to the Rick James uh one and they've got all sorts of crazy if 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 you've ever wanted to hear weird sort of behind the scenes backstage stories about I don't know, your favorite rock artists or or maybe not your favorites. It's, it's a great place to, to go. Uh, are you a reader? Can you talk to me about what's on your nightstand, what you're reading these days? Right now I'm reading a book by a gentleman named Ray Dalio. Uh, he's a, he's a hedge fund guy. Uh, brilliant. His the book's called principles for dealing with changing world order. It's really interesting. He basically looks at, he looks at the sort of cyclical nature of, superpowers over the course of history and sort of how they became a superpower and why they, why they no longer are a superpower and what these, what the indicators and kind of factors are in that sort of cyclical process and relates it to what 
you know, what we see today. Really interesting. It's it's pretty heavy. It's not an easy read, but that's the type of thing I typically gravitate towards for, for reading. Uh, what about TV? Anything you're binging these days? Um, NBA playoffs right now. I mean, those games have all been awesome. I mean, unfortunately, the Pels didn't make it past the play-in series. So, but all the games have been really good, and uh, I've I've been watching those every night. Um, you've talked a little bit about the festivals you're going to and the one you're about to produce. So you may not have a lot of time for this, but but what would be your perfect Saturday if you did have some downtime? <laughs> My perfect Saturday is getting up, you know, I live in the lower garden district in New Orleans. So I love to get up and, and, uh, go for a walk or a run, you know, around the neighborhood, you know, just, uh, walk the dog and then go to one of my favorite coffee shops, usually sit there, have a, have a couple cortados and then, um, and then, uh, Usually I've got some sort of project around the house that I like to do on my Saturdays, whether it's something gardening or I got something I've got to fix or something ideally outdoors. And then, you know, Saturday evening, going to a good dinner and probably seeing some live music. Let's end this by wheeling around back to your job. What What's the best part of your job as producer of Hangout? Seeing people have the best time of their life at an event that we are involved with feeling like you made you had something to do with that. You helped create that. That's what hooked me on it from the beginning. And that's why I still do it. We, we get to help people create memories and escape uh, from either it's whether they're escaping from reality or just, or maybe, maybe this, you know, maybe the music festival is reality and they're escaping from <laughs> everything else. Um, that's the best part about it, seeing seeing people singing along, smiling, getting to enjoy it uh, with their friends and family. Well, Reeves, I can't thank you enough for joining me today on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. My thanks to Reeves Price, Vice President Festivals for AEG Presents and producer of the Hangout Music Fest, and to you, the listener, for joining me today on the Business Alabama podcast. Until next time, this is Alec Harvey. Find more from Business Alabama in our monthly magazine and online at businessalabama.com.